Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today will be my second episode uh, on veterans, and my guest today is Rod Jones, uh, Air Force veteran, Vietnam. Rod, welcome to my podcast. Good afternoon. Uh, Rod, where were you uh, born, grade school, high school? In a small town in extreme northern New York, about 40 miles from Canada. Uh, a great place to grow up. Okay. And you went to grade school and high school Yes, there? all the same building. You went in, you went in on Went in on the north side and come out on the south side. How'd you wind up in Batesville? Well, I met <laughs> I, I met this um, lovely lady when we both were living in Rochester, New York, and uh, before we know it, we had fallen in love, and uh, we used to. I married her, and then we we uh, were living in Ro Rochester, and then we come here for vacation. And then one summer on the way back, she goes, would you consider moving to Batesville? And I well, said... Why did you come here on vacation? Because that's where she's from. She's from Batesville? Yes. Oh, okay. So she, I, I take it she didn't like the Rochester snow? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she'd gotten fed up with it. <laughs> I mean, don't they have... I mean, some something like, you know, 30 or 40 inches a year? Uh, or is that is that buffalo? No, no, it's you closer to a hundred inches. Oh, you're kidding me! No. Oh, jeez. Oh, well. Anyway, so when did you move to Batesville? In 1982. 1982, and so you've been married how many years? Forty-seven. Okay. Children? Four all total. Okay. Okay. Any of them live around here? All four of them. Really? Great. Right. That's terrific. Grandchildren? Ten. Ten. Okay. From from 26 to 11. Okay. I think our, I think my oldest grandchild's 34, I think, and uh, 18 of them. So I, I can't remember how old the, the youngest is, but maybe... Um, Maybe sixth grade or something like that. I just can't, you know, too many. Yeah. And seven great grands, so. I got one great. Okay. Well, I'm a lot older. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, we didn't get married till we were almost 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, when we got married, uh, let's see, we got married in 1962. I was 23. And my wife didn't turn 22 until, let's see, we're married on the 16th. So 11 days later, she turned 22. Okay. 61 years, she, you know, she may be the next assumption because putting up with my crazy ass for 61 <laughs> years, yeah. she never knows what to expect. My my wife has, has earned her paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, when did you start thinking about joining the service? Well, I graduated in 1966, and of course that was right during the heyday of the Vietnam War. And 
I was almost guaranteed if I didn't get into a college that I was going to get drafted. Right. So I was a little, I just said to my buddy, I said, we need, we need to go look at other options. I said, I really don't care to be crawling around in jungle and whatever. So him and I went and saw the Air Force recruiter. And he said, well, he said, we have a list this long waiting to get in. But he said, we can process you, take the test, whatever, see how you do. And uh, we both qualified. And so we did what they called a uh, delayed enlistment program. And we both, as soon as our names hit the draft board table, he gave us a call. We went down to Syracuse and en enlisted, but that was in November. And then we went, we went active in February. Active, okay. So how, how would you describe yourself before you enlisted in, in the Air Force? Well, I've heard the term uh, party animal. <laughs> but a, but I mean I was I was extremely sociable. Mm -hmm. Well, let's join the club. <laughs> so uh, so when when you joined, where did you take your basic training? In Lackland. Lackland, okay. And where after basic, uh, what what did you do for advanced basic? What was your job? I uh, I was a weapons mechanic. Okay which meant I had good aptitude in electric and mechanical. And so that school was in Lowry, which is in Denver. Okay. And when I got out of there, they sent me to Phoenix, to Luke Air Force Base, which is still there, and got trained on how to troubleshoot and repair armament systems on three airplanes, the F-4, which was the most popular jet. That was fighter jet. Fighter jets. Yeah, all yeah. three of them were fighters. Okay. Um, and then the 105 and the F-100, mm -hmm. which was the oldest jet plane at that time. And it was still in service. It was still in service. Okay. And that was what mo most of the Air National Guards had at the time. Okay. And uh, so... I uh, got my first set of orders after I was at Luke for four months, but they had de determined that I needed a couple of surgeries. I had broken my, my nose in high school in a basketball game, mm -hmm. and that was giving me a lot, of, a lot of issues. So I got out of those orders, and then uh, and that, and that was to go to Benoit, which was down near Saigon. Okay. And then I got my second set of orders about five months later, and I still hadn't had my tonsils out. Really? How old were you? 22 years old. That's a tough operation when you're older. <laughs> my brother had it when he was older. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. So anyways, I got out of two sets of orders to go to Benoit, and I finally got my third set orders, uh, and they were to go to Tuiwa, which was, it's on the coast, about 50 miles north of Cameron Bay. 
Okay. It was great. Okay. When, when, uh, how large a base was? How many, how many uh, troops were on the base? It was an Air Force base only. Yeah. The Army base was two miles down down the road, and we liked that too. But how how many? Uh, I would have to say there was probably a thousand. Oh, really? Yeah. So a very active Air Force base. Yes. Yeah. We and most of the sorties we flew were a lot of them were at night, mm. and then early morning. Okay. And this was. What were all three of the jets attached to that base, or was just one or two? Um, I mean, as most as models. I worked on the F one hundred. Okay, and because it was so old, they figured every time they lost one, it was only worth a dollar. <laughs> but don't run into one. With a, with, don't run into one with a truck, because that's a different story. Well, it's out. So the F-1s, were they mainly just, well, I guess all the missions over there were pretty short missions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't have to worry about refueling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, so. though they, even though they had the ability. Um, but we also had helicopters, mm-hmm. C-130s. Or we want C-119s, probably. Okay, explain that, C-130s. Okay, the C-130s, or actually C-119s were the uh, cargo planes. Yeah. And they were the, they, they were the supply network right. to the whole country. Those, those are the ones that people can't figure out how they ever flew in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I came from, I came uh, back on leave uh, from the canal zone on, on one of those. I was sweating from the waist up and freezing from the waist down. Yeah. Noisiest thing I've ever been on in my life. You could, I could sit, we could sit this far apart and talk Can't to each other and couldn't hear a word. Yeah, couldn't hear a word you said. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, so the other point was? They had, uh, I guess, I don't know if they belonged to the Army, who they belonged to, but there was helicopters. Yeah. And we didn't work on those. And the one that wasn't a cargo plane, what was that, the Hedgehog or whatever they call them? What, well, um... C, what was it? C-119. C- C- yeah. Um, and that was, a lot of times, just transporting oh, just people. Oh, just transporting, okay. So you guess you had two transport, plane, two transport planes, helicopters, and a lot of jets. And a couple of, um... What the hell are they called? It's not spooky. It's gunships. Okay. Okay. They were. They were something else. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> total. Of all planes and how many? Yeah, maybe three hundred or so. Um. Probably closer to a hundred. Oh, just about a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I was thinking it's more than a hundred. Yeah, I was. I was thinking, uh, you know, it's a thousand troops. I thought there'd be more planes and helicopters. And yeah, stuff. they uh, see. We had what they call revetments. Those are uh, 
they had walls mm -hmm. so that if if shrapnel shrapnel was flying that those barriers would stop it okay. so so that if you got planes parked in a row it's not going to take everything out but then we had special revetments covered revetments down away from the flight line okay so uh was your air base attacked much or at all? No, because it was a strategic location. There was no foliage. Oh, I wonder what oh. happened to that. Yeah. Uh, but can you can you say can you say Agent Orange? Yeah. <laughs> um, the um, and it was like eight miles to the to the mountains. Okay. So that they they had to come out into the open. Yeah. And it was patrolled by a, a I don't know, the Korean, the South Korean Army, Rock. We had a battalion of Rock, I guess they called them. We never, we never got bothered. Now the Army base was closer to the mountain range, came toward the, toward the shoreline. Mm -hmm. They were close enough that they could carry mortar or whatever mm -hmm. and every once in a while they would get they get them lobbed and they yeah. would get shelled but. yeah yeah so so how long was your tour over there uh uh 366 days really i was there uh one year and one day one year and one day so but you know i would imagine and this is just me thinking this since when I played baseball in the Canal Zone, and if we played Albrook Air Force Base, it was a different world as far as food. The, the mess hall, like in the Army mess hall, yeah, we ate pretty good, but they hit a menu. <laughs> like we play a game, <laughs> they bring a menu um. out for us to order off of and a pitcher of beer. <laughs> so, wow. I, I'll admit that uh, our food was, I mean, we had our Thanksgiving dinner in Vietnam was awesome. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, you know, I, I knew from playing baseball against some of the guys I got to be friendly with over there because we'd play, we'd play Albrook Air Force Base uh, twice a year, once at home, once in a way once away and uh, so you know four different games and I'll, ne I'll never forget this one guy's name was Jim Abercrombie he was a catcher and the guy the guy could hit and he was a really good catcher so he had spent I think 12, 12 years at Albrook Air Force Base and when he wasn't playing baseball he had this cushy, yeah. Rummy kill that? It's my. Yeah, it's gonna. It's well, let it let it go. It's, yeah. It, it, these omnidirectional microphones they pick up everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's, fortunately, mine goes right into my ears, and I I think I shut mine off. But uh, uh, whoever's calling is persistent. <laughs> so, so anyway, but, but Jim. He was uh, I, I, he was the equivalent to a master sergeant in the army. He was in okay. E7. Okay. 
and they work like six hours in the off season doing something <laughs> foolish. Boy, I had it rough, huh? Yeah, and, and he, he just loved it. And uh, f- just a little funny story, and we'll get back to you. We were playing baseball one night, and I was a pitcher, and once in a while you get this Superman complex when everything's working with you. And Jim was a dead fastball hitter. I mean, he, he could hit a fastball. But, so his first two times up, I, I broke curveballs on his hands until I got two strikes on him. And I think they call it a backdoor slider now, but I threw him a screwball because he backed away from the plate. So the screwball is coming right down the plate, and then it goes to uh, goes to his left and out of the strike zone. So I struck him out twice. So I'm really having a good game, and he comes up the third time. And the catcher flashes me a curveball, so I shake him off. Shake him off on a screwball, the sinker comes out. He says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to strike him out on fastballs. He said, you're out of your effing mind. So anyway, I went back. She gave me a fastball signature, sign. <laughs> Threw a fastball, and Abercrombie looked at it, took it, strike one, looked at me. Did the same thing next time. He not only hit it out of a park, he hit it out over a light pole, dead center field, about 400 feet. And afterwards, we're having our nice little dinner at Albrook Air Force Base. And I was drinking a beer with Jim and some other guys. We were talking. He said, you know, Ted Williams was right. I said, what? What, what do you mean, Ted Williams would write about what? He said, all pitchers are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, so anyway, but back to you. So 366 days. Now, was your enlistment up or were you just... No, I still had... Um, I, only, I only had 10 months to go after I got back. Okay. So when you left Vietnam... Where were you stationed? Langley. Langley. Which is SAC headquarters. Yeah. But I was uh, an ADC, which is Air Defense Command, which okay. defends the U.S. The USA. Yeah. So I ended up working on 106s, which is a Delta wing, has a has a missile bay. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have any cold weather gear, so I was there till February of 71. Well, didn't they issue you any cold weather gear? Well, I, they give you a coat, but it's it's, it's yeah, not cold weather yeah, gear. Yeah. And if you're working out on the flight line and that wind was coming off Chesapeake yep. Bay, yep. and it'd come right up your belly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're working on you're working in in that bay, and, and you're stretching up to work on something. And I'm going, oh my god! But well, so, so during that time, I'm, I'm uh, what what were your plans when you were discharged? Did you did you have a game plan when you got out? No, I just wanted to get home. 
She said, wanted to get home. I, uh, I, I mean, I actually, when we were in Vietnam, I tried to swap with another fella who also was in my same career field. Um, he was going to go to an air base in New York. Okay. About four hours from home. Okay. So. But that didn't work. Okay. So you had no intention of re-enlisting. I was going to re-enlist if really? I if I'd have made E five while I was in Vietnam. Okay, you were going to re-enlist. Yes, but they didn't. I missed it by half a point, and I said. Pfft. So you didn't meet your wife that yet. No, no. This was this this was in nineteen seventy. I was over there sixty nine to seventy, and then I got out in seventy one February, and I didn't meet her until seventy six. Seven. Okay. Okay. But I, when I, so when I got out and I got home, my my stepdad said, I, he says, do you want to go to school? He says, I'll do it like I did with your brother and your sister. I said, I'll pay for it. I said, no, nah, I'm used to working. I'm just going to get a job. Okay. Well, when, when you were discharged from the time, you were in four years? Yes, sir. So from the time you went in as kind of like me it's some sometimes an asshole maybe <laughs> I was just a fun guy yeah I was a fun guy too because I was kind of an asshole too <laughs> so so when you were discharged what change can you say you experienced from the time you went in to the time you got out I was a lot more responsible I can tell you that right uh, I, res I if I didn't before I respected I respected things a lot more I was um, I cared about things a lot more um, because because I had a, I had a good childhood and whatnot and uh, people my my family meant a lot to me anyways and I knew I had a lot of older relatives growing up but I was never so glad to see see people I knew that you know quite mm -hmm. a few died while I was gone and yeah that sucked but yeah um, so what what was your first job when you got out. Working in a paper mill. Really? I worked one week days, one week swings, the next week mids. Yeah, that's that's and, like an that's and, like an MP. And after about two weeks that there, two months of that, I said, Ralph, that offer still stand? <laughs> he said, Yep. Okay. I, I said, well, I'm going to go over and see, see what I got to do to get into college. So. Okay. That's, that's what I did. So what uh, what school did you go to? It was a state school. Okay. Part of the SUNY system, State University of New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in Canton, Canton, New York. I commuted the first year. And then I said, I want to see, because they have an, an RA program, a resident assistant. And so I tried out for that and got it. So the next year I lived on, I lived on campus. Really? Yeah. So, so, when did you go all four years? Like, no, it was only a two-year school. Oh, it was two-year course. It was okay. only a two-year school at that time. Okay. You, when you got out of your two-year school, what'd you do? I had gone down to Rochester, which is where 
Xerox and Kodak and whatnot, Bosch and Lom mm-hmm. were based and uh, interviewed. And I had gotten offered an offer from Kodak. So I accepted a job with Kodak. So I knew before I graduated that I was going to go there. Okay. How long did you stay with Kodak? 23 years. 23 years. So you, when you came back to Batesville, were you still with Kodak? Yes. And where were they? Where were the, I, was, I was based out of Indianapolis. Indianapolis, okay. But I did service calls in all three states. Ohio, Indiana. Indiana was my primary, but yeah. and I even took service calls down in Kentucky. So, were you there 23 years because that was enough, or is that when Kodak started? That was under? that's when they pushed. They changed things and pushed this parameter back, and this one over there, and they pushed. I could have retired. At forty nine, and they pushed it back, mm-hmm. and I just and they're going, what, what, what? Don't kill the messenger. I'm going, well, who, who am I supposed to kill? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just, I said, I just had it. So. Okay. So, next, what'd you do? Um, I neglected to tell you, I got married right after. College. Oh, okay, okay. To to a gal I met at Canton. Okay. That didn't go well at all. Oh, <laughs> that didn't go well oh, at all. Oh, so okay. So, so you've been married twice. Then. Yes. Okay. She, she was a local. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was from up in the North Country. Yeah. She was actually from a town that's right on the St. Lawrence River. Okay. So. And uh, we got married in June. Or July, July, mm-hmm. and it was over before the end of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that happens. You know, well, that's what I said. I said so one night. I said we got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> and after about three hours, we. Yeah. I said, I'll pay for the U-Haul. Hall. You can have the car. Yeah. Good don't, luck. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> you might want to bring somebody to help you load. <laughs> Okay, so when you came, when you left Coda, did you get a job in Batesville or? No, I, I went into uh, construction, uh, home improvements full time. Okay. I had done that for years on the side. Okay. And uh, my first my first job was to take the old tin shop, as they call it, the old Schrader tin shop, and turned it into a home. Okay. So, and one, one, what's, what are you, about 78, something like that? I'm 76. 76? Yeah. Boy, you are a lot younger than me. <laughs> so, but my body doesn't feel it most <laughs> of the time. So, uh, did you retire at 65? I actually retired at 62. Two. 62, okay. I was able to go out on disability. Okay, okay. So I got disability until 65, and then they sw- swapped it over to, to, to Social Security. Okay. I was very fortunate. 
Okay. When, when you left the military, I, and I, I don't think most people can understand this, that haven't been in the military, but you, you form lifelong bonds. Oh, my God, yes. And I mean, you know, because you're with people 24-7. And uh, I mean, my, uh, this buddy of mine, that uh, he just died oh, a few months ago, but... Um, he was, when I hit the canal zone, he was in his second year there. So we were really close friends for a year. We got out, I was best man at his wedding. Yeah. He was in my wedding. We been back and forth. To, he lived in Wisconsin. And over the years, and, uh, but it's not, you know, you, you have a bond with, Grade school, high school, people go to college, same thing with college, uh, people you grow up with, but but the service is a different animal. Yeah, um, I had I had three real good friends over in Vietnam, but I couldn't I couldn't find them. Mm -hmm. I I mean I remembered names. But I, I, one was from Iowa, another one from Michigan, and the other one from Texas. Yeah. And I never could connect with them. But the guy who was my Cuba mate in the barracks, I was able to, I was able to hunt him down. He was from New Jersey, and when I hunted him down, he was in Louisiana. Well, that's what I still have. Uh, well, one, one, one buddy just died recently, but. Guy in Tampa that I spent time with him at Fort Campbell, uh, a buddy of mine from the Canal Zone, uh, lives in California. Another one lives in Maine. We communicate on Facebook, really. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, on postings, a lot, a lot of different postings. And, uh, but I had, I, I had some great friends and, you know, not only in my the company in the canal zone, mm -hmm. but uh, also you know people I played baseball against. Yeah. So it's uh, but it, it's so you're really are you still in touch with a guy in Louisiana? Or? Uh, I haven't uh, been in touch in probably about four years. Okay. But it, it, we we. we I talked to him about disability, because when I first went, I didn't I didn't hook up with the VA until 2009. But boy, it's been a blessing. Really, one you go to Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I, I saved it has saved me a ton of money. Yeah, because I've had what three surgeries since I joined it since I joined, and uh, they they they've taken care of me. Yeah, well, it's, they've got a great reputation. Yeah. A buddy of mine, uh, he died. Another one died recently. My age, everybody dies. Oh, you know? well, yeah. Well, <laughs> even, even, even my age, it's so, so many. I mean, my brother died 11 years ago. Yeah. And he was about two years older than I am. Yeah. That or what? Two yeah, old, well, both my brothers. He was born two years before I was. Yeah. My one brother, he died at 80, and that was... Uh, Let's see. Uh, 
he was seven years older than me. So uh, he died at 80. I would have been 73, so it's been 12 years for him. Yeah. And my other brother, he died at 93. And wow. that would have been about, about two years ago. And I, I told him, he said, you know, I'm going to hope I can live to be 100. And I said, well, I do too because I'll live one day longer than you because I'm going to win. <laughs> so, but it didn't work out that way. No, yeah, no. So. I, uh, I, I am absolutely flabbergasted that I'm still on this earth. Yeah. I just never expected, especially my life, my lifestyle when I was younger. You know, I'm going... Yeah. I won't make it to 65. Yeah. Well, I don't think I'd make it to 25, but that's a different story. So, well, uh, I've survived three totaled cars. Oh, I've never totaled one. Oh, yeah, you got to do it right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, from your time in the service to today, has the service impacted your life? in any way or affected your patriotism or um absolutely mm-hmm. i mean i i got the most tender heart you can you can find in this today i mean i i uh i i mean when you played that song American. I'm going no play you gotta stop this thing <laughs> <laughs> well and by, by the way I gotta tell if you're uh, our listening audience now is picking up the fan from over in the furnace that you can't hear without these oh earphones okay these omnidirectional yeah microphone. I can hear it yeah in, in the air but if you didn't have that headset on you won't even hear it okay but these microphones pick that up and it's just yeah. uh, an annoyance but it's cold out and i i shut it down to 64 so yeah. it's still kicking on wow so, yeah that's uh but anyway so uh are you active vfw or yeah i belong to both the vfw American and the legion okay um i i it, i take a lot of pride in uh, in those groups um, I, because of my legs and my lungs I I couldn't I would love to have been be able to participate in either the color guard or the rifle right. but I but I couldn't I just I can't I can't go anywhere yeah. well I'm I belong the American Legion but I missed I, I think Seven or ten days. There's a time frame for the VFW, so I don't belong the VFW. Mm. So it's uh, not. Now I first joined the VFW when I got out in my hometown. They had a VFW there, and my uncle said, "Hey, you want to join the VFW?" I did. Well, it it went defunct years ago, but I, I've actually been a VFW member since 1971. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but, you know, Cecil Eisen is a big supporter. Uh, he used to be my son-in-law. What? He used to be my son-in-law. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> oh, I'll be sure. Well. Yeah, but, no, but Cecil's a 
Well, I think it's every Tuesday he donates portion, por portion of his revenue on Tuesday to pay off the mortgage at the VFW. I don't know if it's that picture. I think it's that picture is up on his wall. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've looked at it. I've, I've, I've worked, we worked together uh, last year. We, I, for, well, for four years, Nancy. It's his daughter is the one I was talking about. Huh? It's his daughter that I was talking about. Okay. It's my granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. Well, but for four years, you know, we gave, gave away pizzas to the all the medical people, uh, uh, doctors, everything. And in fact, this past year when we did it, we included a staff of all, all the faculty staff of all the schools in Batesville and, Old, uh, and Oldenburg. So, yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's a great guy. He's yeah. very, very active community-wise. And, uh, and, and besides, he's got team good food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as I'm concerned, there's another place in town that can match his pizza. Yeah. Well, we're uh, on our beer podcast. We're doing, uh, we're comparing pizzas. Well, we're we're trying to find the best beer to pair with a pizza. And <laughs> I'll tell you, we did Cecil's first, classic pizza second. Randy's Roadhouse third, Village Store, which Matt calls it his uh, hey, yeah. gas station pizza. There you go. It's really good. Oh, it is, yes. And we did uh, Pizza pizza uh, King, which that hasn't aired yet. That'll be airing soon. And I'll tell you, they're all, pizza's all good. Yeah. And some's better. And I, I well, I owned Classic Pizza for years myself. Okay. My son ran it. Okay. And then my uh, my one son told me one day after five years, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life, but it's not running this not pizza. Because I used to love to eat, eat other, other things other than pizza from Classic. Yeah. So, the, and uh, we liked, everybody really liked Classic uh, liked Ison's and Randy's Roadhouse was this big shock to me. It was, I mean, it was really good. Yeah. So we liked the crust at Randy's Roadhouse. We liked Cecil. We, when we did all pepperoni, uh -huh. we liked Cecil's and Classic. Uh, classic, if you were going to get a pizza to have the next day, Classics always use smoked provolone, oh. which I think it's more expensive, but it makes a better hot pizza. Yeah. But in the morning, it's you got to have the mozzarella, and I think Cecil uses a mozzarella and provolone combined. But they're 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 all so close that it's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I mean, really, if you use decent ingredients, it's good. Oh, it's it's got to be good. Yeah, it's good. And and, uh, and but I I'll tell you that. I like uh, I like the one hoagie that Cecil has. The uh, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the, the high school. Uh, the bull oh, was it the bulldog? Bulldog. 
God, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> really, really good. I'm going to put on two pounds just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's, uh, have you, have you talked to any of the young people that are in the service today? Probably the youngest one would have been Cecil. Okay. <laughs> well, see. Was he, what was Cecil? Was he in the Army? Or? He was in the Air Force. He was in the Air Force, too. Yeah. I have to get him. Well, I have to have him on as a repeater. Or, but, uh, you, you know, I when we had a home in Panama City uh, Beach, I volunteered along with my brother Bill and a buddy of mine every Friday for the three months or three and a half months that I was there, I uh, was volunteered at the military center over at the airport. The airport was too small to have a USO, so they had a military center. These guys were so bright that, you know, when I was in, I mean, it was, if somebody was gonna go to jail or he had a choice, jail or army, uh, and, you know, and today, those kind of people can't get in the service. Well, that brings up another thing. I, I, I did. My buddy and I were supposed to leave together. Yeah. I had to wait because <laughs> they had to get some. Had to get something cleared up because I, I, I partied a little, little hardy, got middle trouble. So he went in on the 14th. I didn't go in until the 22nd. Okay. Well. But anyway, I, uh, we're, we're approaching 45 minutes, and you got any words of wisdom before we close uh, this up? I think everybody should have their child go into the service. If not for two years, if not for four, go for two. Yeah. I think it would do everybody's child a world of good. You, you know, the thing is, I like the idea of a volunteer army in Navy or whatever they go. Navy, right, exactly, Air Force, yeah. Marine. But I tell you, they they're not getting enough people in, and I think eventually they're going to have to bring back the draft. Oh yeah. And yeah. I and some of the some of the best people. That I met when I when I went in, I, I stayed out of high school after what about a year later. So I was 19 when I went in. There's a lot. That's of, what I. That's what I was. Yeah, a lot of draftees were in there, basic training. I was acting platoon sergeant, basic training because I had uh, three years experience in the National Guard before yeah. I went in. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, they they were already young adults. And uh, some were married, but they still they went and got married afterwards, and uh, it, it 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 did them some good. And uh, I was in touch with them years ago, but once we moved to Batesville, that's, yeah, that's see that's the thing that um, has always bothered me about if they, if they could go in single I, I think it's the ones that, that are married and have children are I mean that's a big distraction yeah you know if you if you could get them get them single yep well you know I, I've never 
We had seven children. None of them serve. Never pushed it. Never, I, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's up to them whether they wanted to. And they've all done well in that. Um, and it's something, uh, I mean, it's something nobody has to do. But I'll tell you what, it, it changed my life. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, and it, it still impacts me to this day because when I got out, I had this sense of patriotism that I never had before, and it stayed with me yeah. the rest of my life. Well, growing up in a, in a small town away from anything, uh, I, I, was, I was probably 18 before I ever left the state, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I got to see the world, got to learn, and yes, patriotism definitely... You, 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 you just adapt a lot of pride yeah, yeah. in doing what you did. And, you know, it, it, it took me, well, now the Air Force might have been a different thing, but the Army didn't have pillows. And it took me two years. Oh, my God. It took me two years. Oh, we had pillows. Yeah, well, it took me two years <laughs> before I could sleep on a pillow. Oh, my God. Oh, is that right? And I couldn't understand how people could walk and not stand step. <laughs> and I still have to have my gig line straight. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, and that's been, you know, because, you know, I was discharged in 61. So that's a, that's a long time to have these little idiosyncrasies. Yeah, I know. Isn't that wild? Yeah. The, the only thing I don't do that I hated doing a service you know, when you made your bunk, you had to drop a dime on it and hit a bounce. I could care less about that. Never, yeah, never yeah. could get that one. Well, I can do. I can do them. I can do them hospital corners, boy. Yeah, yeah. I I can, but I don't. <laughs> I've rebelled. I don't go near it. Yeah, I've rebelled against that. I don't. I don't go near it. But anyway, I I tell you, it's been fun, and uh, uh, let's see where you'll be the. You'll be on, I think, January the 21st. And then uh, tomorrow, Greg Neese will be on. We won't go through because he's all, if somebody wants to listen, they yeah. can go back and listen to when Great. I get him on for a full podcast. But uh, I forgot to ask, I have to ask Cecil to be on there. Yeah. Get him Get him to come on. Did you know? Did he go to Vietnam or? No, he uh, was in uh, in the uh, Korean area, and he went TDY okay. to somewhere that was qualified. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, let's let's uh, think it's time to close this out, and let's go close it out with the national anthem. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I certainly want to thank uh, Rod for being on the podcast. It's been fun, uh, and I want to God bless you. God bless the United States of America, and I will talk to you on the next podcast.